Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. What's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC here at the Sports Bros Podcast. And guess what? It's another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Episode 21, to be exact. The more things change, the more things stay the same. And with that being said, I'm flanked by the Almighty B Live. What's going on? What's happening? This be your boy, the Almighty B Live. So happy to be here, man. Ready to jump into these topics, man. Ready to prove the money man wrong, as always. But you know what? We'll get there. We'll get there. But shout out to the world and all to all of our listeners, man. We're coming at it. That's right. And the road warrior himself, the money man, Scotty D. Hello, brothers. Hello, sisters out there. To all the new, our new listeners, welcome. Glad to have you. Yeah, I'm a road warrior. <clears throat> I spent the weekend traveling up to Pennsylvania. Uh, I just want to tell you guys a quick thing uh, uh, about this weekend. I went to visit with some of my fraternity brothers from college. Right. I was in the Talkep Epsilon fraternity at California University of Pennsylvania back in the early 90s and uh, got a, had a little get-together with the boys. Uh, a couple things that were similar. I'll say there's one thing that was similar. Um, I'm, I was the youngest guy up there. Here, I'm the oldest guy. Up there, I was the best looking. Here, obviously, I'm the best looking. Here we go. And Jesus they, Lord. just like you, my sports bros and my fraternity bros, lucky to have me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to jump the gun, but I, I want to say something. But we, we have a special segment coming up, and, and I will come back to – all that Scott just said right there, because you, you'll get it. Listeners, you'll get it in a bit, but I don't want to spoil the surprise. Eddie Cool, sounds like you're ready to pounce on me. I'm not sure I like this. this the, uh, oh, this oh, greeting oh, from the top here. Oh, absolutely. Okay, quick question, just off topic. Okay. So, so Scotty, you went to the California University of Pennsylvania? Yes, sir. Okay, help me out, because there's a California University of Pennsylvania. There's an Indiana University of Pennsylvania. IUPUI. Like, what, what, why, why does Pennsylvania just – is it other states just want to come into Pennsylvania and start their own school from their state? or what, what's the, That's just the name of the town, California, California, Pennsylvania. That's the name of the town. California, Pennsylvania. Yep, but, it's the small, uh, a, a small town on the Monongahela River in western Pennsylvania. And uh, that's just what the university is named for. It was Cal State at one point, and uh, a few years back, it, it uh, grew into California University of Pennsylvania, the Vulcans. The wow. Vulcans. Oh wow! All right. Well, I, I do appreciate that little tidbit of knowledge. I was just, yeah, I was listening. I'm like California, oh, California, Pennsylvania. All right. Trust me, cool. it confuses a lot of people when I wear the t-shirt. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Yeah, so like, we'll do some things with it. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> California, Pennsylvania. You know what you got in education. That's all that matters. That's right. All that matters. All right. Speaking of education and everything else of that um, 
that realm. Ain't got nothing to do with it. Uh, it is that time of the year, fellas. It is middle July. So you know what that means, don't you? Training camp. Yes, training camp is underway. All 32 teams are in training camp. Some came earlier uh, than others. Another one on time. Others arrived late, but that's neither here nor there. Everybody got their butts in camp. I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns over here on TV, and they were fighting already this morning. Four days in the camp, and you're fighting each other already. Give them some opposition to hit. But there's some individuals, they're like, you know what? Uh, Money's looking funny, chips without the dip. This ain't stacking right, so uh, I'm going to hold out till you give me some more money. So right now, we're talking about Melvin Gordon of the Sandy, uh, I'm sorry, Melvin Gordon of the L.A. Chargers. Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints and Ezekiel Elliott of Scotty D's Dallas Cowboys holding out because you know what? They said, hey, um, we want better deals before we just start going on to this field and playing football again. And first, we laugh. Um, you brought up an interesting you, – you created an interesting post in the Sports Bros podcast light page where you and our very own – Terrible Pete Talinsky got into it, and it was back and forth, back and forth. Hit him in the head, hit him in the gut, tap out, submission, oh, false finish. But that's neither here nor there. So, be live. I'm going to let you start first since that was the topic you created, and go. Well, and basically, it's one of those things where it got me to thinking because there's, there's holdouts every year. Those are um, those three names that you mentioned. That was the, those are the most prominent ones. And I mean, they had the most um, the breakout seasons last year, mm-hmm. and it's and it, and it leads it led me to think. I'm like, they're I mean, they're not exactly wrong for, like, I think Michael Thomas, um, his contract he is only making one point one million. Oh wow! For and the stats that he has, like, I think they were saying that he had ninety to a hundred more catches than the next wide receiver and like the load that he carries on that team, like to be making like almost almost just a little bit more than the um league minimum. Mm. So it's one of those things where I think that your rookie contract should be shorter because after the after the first, second, I would say maximum the third year you have a good sample size of what you're getting in a player. Like the fact that some of these contracts go to a fifth year team option. These guys are breakout stars after their first or second year. And you're paying them pennies on the dollar. And the GM will never, never go out and be like, Hey, you know what? Maybe I should pay you some more money because of what you bring to the franchise. They never do that. So it's always up to the player to stand up for themselves. So if the contracts were shorter, yes, it'd be a little bit more risk-reward when it comes to the player, but at the same note, those players that do stand out, they would have the opportunity to make more money sooner rather than later. And so that was the big point I was making. And Pete, he was making a, he was making a notion that, um, that players should play out their entire contract. You signed on the dotted line. Well, yeah, I get that, but yeah, I think the GM, the boss man, the man that signs the checks should reach out like, hey, you know what? You you bring so much value to the team, we should pay you. So I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about that? 
which uh before we get to you, Scotty D, um, I'm looking at some doing my research. Uh Michael Thomas, right now, 2018, uh $915,000. Yeah. Scotty yeah. D, where you at on this topic? Uh I'm not in the camp that believes that you you hold out. Um I know it's a business and I know they're trying to leverage themselves into bigger deals. I particularly have a problem with Zeke. Zeke Elliott was drafted I think fourth overall or fifth overall mm-hmm. that year, the you know, three years ago, the Cowboys moved up in the draft to get him. Um, I think they did. It was, anyway, they, I think he was fourth overall pick. And so he was paid as one of the top rookies coming out and he, he signed it and he has two years left on that deal. Two years. Now this is a guy who is continually in trouble with off field drama. Now he, you know, he got the suspension a few years ago. I didn't particularly agree with that suspension, so I'm not I'm not going down that lane and and saying Zeke got what he deserved because that's a whole other topic. This whole other thing going on with Tyreek Hill and the suspensions and all that stuff—that's a whole other topic for another day. But I I think you know for me when when you have two years remaining, you agreed to that. It's not like someone said you have to take this or or you don't get to play in the league. That's not how it worked. He negotiated that first contract. He signed that deal, and he has two years remaining on it. And I'm of the belief that you honor it. I mean, I, I, I just don't – I hate the holdouts. I hate the business side of football. And, again, I know that's part of it. But, you know, these owners, they, a lot of times I know they, they're willing to give more money, but they have a team to manage. They have a salary cap mm-hmm. to manage. They're not here to make these guys as rich as they can. They're here to field a winning team because when Zeke's long gone, I'm still going to be there as a Cowboy fan, and the fan base aren't going anywhere. So we're the ones that are spending money that, you know, that's funding these teams. Part of it, I, I know, I know there's, there's more sources of income, television, advertising, all that, but the, but without the fans, you have nothing. So we're the ones that, that ultimately have to pay higher ticket prices and higher prices for beers and hot dogs and stuff. So I, I'm a little resentful whenever you're asking that much money to come see a football game and then you hold out and don't honor your contract. That, that chaps me a little bit. I'll never be a Le'Veon Bell fan, no matter what, because he just got left money on the table and didn't play because fourteen million wasn't good enough for him last year. I'm not a big fan of the business side of football, and it just it, it's it's just a sore subject. It is a sore subject. Um, Zeke Elliott was picked in the 2016 draft, first round, fourth overall pick, and I think his salary his contract is two point seven two million. Um, going into the uh, going into the last season, so like you said, he got you know two more years left on the deal. So it's like go ahead and play it out. And uh, this reminds me of the time where Julius Peppers, the year he left Carolina, um, did he hold? No, he didn't hold. He didn't hold out that year. He went ahead and played. It was like, look, we gonna go ahead and give this franchise tag sixteen million dollars for one season. You know, think about it. You know, that's you know million dollars game, damn near. So go ahead. You know, if you're in a contract year, go ahead play it out and prove like, Hey, I want this money and I'm about to show you why I'm worth this money. But then again, you know, when it comes to football, you never know what could happen. Injury, you have a bad season, the team fall apart. And it's just the fact that you have to, you know, think about all those factors when it comes to these contracts, but you know, this, as you said, be live year number two, year number three. Okay. Now we know what we're getting. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, essentially like I, Scotty, I agree with you. I'm 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 admit this one time. I agree with you when it comes to Zeke, because 
And I'm looking at, he's slated to make um, almost $8 million in 2019, um, $3.8 million base salary and $4 million um, signing bonus. So he's slated to make $8 million. That's completely different from Michael Thomas because um, I, I think this year he's slated to make $1.1 million. Zeke, yeah, but Zeke's not looking at it that way because he already got that signing bonus money. So he's looking at making three point eight this year, and he's led the league in rushing twice. And I get it, and I I understand, especially the running back position. Mm-hmm. The the lifespan is probably shorter because you take a beating in there, and you know, granted, if he gets injured, he may not have a chance at another contract again. So so I understand, but this is the profession you chose. I mean, you know. This is what you choose. You've you're already made money well beyond what any of us can ever even dream of. And because you've agreed and you have two years remaining, I, I would have less of a problem with Zeke if he had a year left. But like you said, he's he's got two years remaining. And I think the fifth year, the Cowboys picked up an option. I think it was already an option that they, they picked up. And I think he'll make 12 next year. If, if he if he's patient, Jerry Jones is going to take care of him. Honestly, I think this is going to get resolved within the week, to be quite honest with you. I think this is something that they're already negotiating, and and Jerry Jones is going to get this knocked out. And I, I think this will be resolved sooner than later. But I, I'm just not a big fan of the of the holdout, particularly when you have two years left on your contract. Right. That, yeah, so that, 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 that's the two years left. But here's the thing that strikes me, and I'm surprised you didn't say it, um, Scotty, the fact that, Dak is up for like Dak is in the last year, last year of his contract. Yes, mm-hmm. right, yeah. And so I almost feel like this is the type of thing that might divide a locker room. I mean, cause... well, well, Dak is is they're already working on his deal. I think he's going to get paid. You don't you don't see the holdouts happen nearly as often with with the quarterback because they're already getting the, paid. Yeah, yeah. Offices recognize the quarterback's the most you know important position. So quarterbacks are always a priority. They're going to get paid. So Dak, Dak and his agent are working on something and he'll get something probably close to what like Carson Wentz got. And Amari Cooper's on his last year. I think Amari Cooper's angle going in is he wants to see what Julio Jones and Michael Thomas get and then get his contract because I think he knows he'll get more if he waits. Whereas Zeke just wants to wants to jump in and get taken care of. Uh, and, some, at some point, and I in think time. if I'm not mistaken, what is it? August six is like the deadline. If if he holds out past that, he'll lose a year of uh, accrued credit towards free agency. So contract or no contract, I believe he'll be in there by August six. But I think the Cowboys, I think they're working diligently already on a deal. I know they've already made an offer, waiting to hear back from Zeke and his agent to counter that and I, that's why i think that'll get done sooner than later I yeah know. yeah it'll it'll get done sooner or later so i mean it's just they were oh oh let love uh, oh great great be like the last point that we're gonna move on yeah um this quick question are with the hard salary cap are they gonna be able to pay all three of those players Ooh. yeah that's that's the challenge that's why that's what i mean that's what i was saying earlier when i think most owners are willing to pay but they you know have to look out for the whole team concept they can't just load up everybody and give them what they want. They have to figure ways to structure it. And that's probably what the hang-up is right now. It's trying to figure out how to way to restructure. But the Cowboys have a little cap room. They So they, they have a little wiggle room to get it done. That, I, and I think they will. But, and then, um, you, you know, I, I just – I don't like what the, the precedent that Le'Veon Bell set, and I think that's the road that Melvin Gordon's going to go down. And I think there's a possibility that he we may not even see him this year. 
And and Melvin Gordon is is <laughs> after what Philip um what Philip Rivers said, he's like, Well, we got we got depth at running back. We don't it will be all right. I was like, Oh, ooh, oh yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. He's not <laughs> he's not backing dude at all. I was like, Oh my, this is interesting. Yeah, it's, he it's, might it's be, a, he, he might be on another team <laughs> next, oh next year. Oh boy. Well, I mean it's a classic case of who needs who because I I saw a that a while back when Melvin Gordon was hurt and he missed a couple of games, they still won without him. So, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic case of who needs who. Speaking of sitting out games and people getting hurt, well, before I go into that, saw a video this weekend: Cam Newton throwing forty-yard bombs. Yes, but the same cannot be said for the New York Giants wide receiving core. This past weekend, the New York Giants wide receiving core received a hit. I'm talking about a hit. Not even a whole week in the training camp. They already lose wide receiver Corey Coleman for the season. Odell, he ain't there no more. He's currently in Cleveland. Golden Tate faces a four-game suspension. And Sterling Shepard, yeah, he's hurt as well, too. Ooh, 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 ooh. Bad business for the New York football Giants. But it doesn't stop there. Let's go over to the Cincinnati Bengals where A.J. Green tears ligaments in his left ankle. He's on the shelf for six to eight weeks. And wide receiver Tyler Boyd said the conditions of the field in Dayton, Ohio were trash. Horrible. Bad. Just rough. So it'll do it to you. Which leads us into the next topic. They won't was it 18 games? 18 games. They won't eight. Yeah, they won't 18 games. But looking at this, this doesn't seem too promising. Scotty D, we're going to let you lead off on this topic here. Adding at 18 games to me sounds ridiculous. You already can't get out of training camp without injuries. It's the it's a, it's a roughest sport there is. Do we really need to add two extra games at the end of the season to figure out that that the Bengals aren't going to make the playoffs or that the Broncos are terrible or, or the Browns can go 0 and 18 instead of 0 and 16, just <laughs> citing those as examples from the past, you know, when, by the time the, the end of the 16 game comes around, we get it. We know who the contenders are and who's not going to be playing going forward. I, I don't think that you need to punish those guys any, any longer beyond that. You, you know, you don't even get the best version of the teams in the postseason because of the, they're they're banged up so so much and you know you're holding them together with tape and painkillers so i i think that i i'm not as much as i love football and i would watch two more games i don't think we need it i think we get a great nfl season right at 16 games and uh, i'm not i'm not in favor watching these guys have to go through more well the the idea of it is that they would they would shorten the preseason it, instead, yeah, it, but they're not playing full preseason games to begin right. with. I don't think that's preserving their bodies that much. Oh, no, it, it's, it's entirely a money grab. Essentially, what it is is that, hey, they're playing 20 games, quote-unquote. I know you can't see the air quotes, and I did it anyway. But, um, <laughs> like, there's a money grab. They're trying to make it to where, like, oh, preseason games, so you don't, we don't fill up the stadiums. P- people are there watching the exhibition, et cetera, et cetera. But we could make more money if we made it two more regular season games. People would show up for those. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not for it at all. 
Like it, it's one of those things where are we're already dealing with. I think for the most part, shorter um, lifespans when it comes to the the NFL player or the athlete in general, because we've already started early with all your Pop Warner football going into middle high school. Kids are playing football at much earlier age to start with and all the pressure that goes on with that. So that's why we're seeing injuries a little bit more prevalent is because of the, um, just the wear and tear on the athlete's body. Now you, now you want to do yet another money grab. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. This money, 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 money. I'm I'll just give give me my sixteen. I like I like preseason because you get. I think the four games of preseason is awesome because you get to see. I think they cut down to fifty three players. That is, they cut down to fifty three the last game of preseason, right? Yep, mm-hmm. that's when they made the fifty three man uh, cuts. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. You're even shortening the lifespan of like your reserve players, like. You you might lose that diamond in the rough because guess what? Now you're only doing two preseason games. So I mean the four the four preseason game is that's where like, hey, we've pretty much figured it out. Your um your starting quarterback usually plays um more time in the fourth one and you get more of a feel of who's gonna um who's gonna make the team, et cetera, et cetera. But you cut that in half. I, I feel like you're missing out. I think the four preseason games is a good sample size. I think it's good the way it is. Stop trying to grab more money. Yep, you're right. So yeah, stop trying to grab more money. It's just the fact that, you know, this is like you guys said about lifespan and health and preservation and, you know, just because think about it, you know, we get those late no uh, late October, November, December games and they wind, and they wind up being like, you know, Trash, you know, a trash Thursday night game or a trash Monday night game because you know, hey, such and such is injured. And keep it at sixteen. Those other two games, I think you're really kind of pushing. It's a money grab. Money should be everything, but if you want games to be good, ratings to be competitive, think about these players' health first. Because think about it: if you don't have the players that the people want to see, then they're not really going to watch. Look, what it's not a it's not a related incident, but I mean, look what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo where he tore his ACL, and after that, other than George Kittle heating up. Who was really watching 49 games other than dedicated 49 fans? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The 49ers lost money when they, when their star player got hurt and essentially the team wasn't as good. Yeah, they lost money. That whole silliness they were trying to propose that players only play 16. Again, when are you going to bench Drew Brees for two games? Tom Brady, Carson Wentz. Patrick Mahomes. When are you going to bench those players for two games? Mm-hmm. That's got to be the silliest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But that, that I mean, that that's Jason Whitlock for you. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. We oh, said man, we don't need to. Oh, yeah, man, my bad. Just, my bad. Just, <laughs> Jason Whitlock says what he says, does what he does, and therefore he is what it is. So we going to skip right on over, uh, right on over him and get to our Choices of the voices section. It is very early in the show, but that's what happens when it's kind of sort of a slow sports week. Um, we give you more choices of the voices, more user content, not user content, but more listener content, if you will. Scotty D, what's the question for this week's choices of the voices section? Well, this week I threw it out there. What is your favorite, actually top three sports movies of all time? And man, we had a lot, a lot of uh, response to this on our Facebook page. 
Yeah, the response was huge. We one, two, three, four, five. We got we got ten. We we only cut it down to ten due to time constraints. But shout out to everybody, and I mean everybody that came through on the choices of the voices section. And here we go, Pete Talinsky. Pete, the terrible. All right, Pete says his top three movies are number one, Field of Dreams. Number two, Remember the Titans, and number three, Pride of the Yankees. Moving right along to Rodney Bellamy, Blue Chips number one, Days of Thunder number two, and Sandlot number three. I actually remember being young and seeing Days of Thunder. It was pretty cool. Uh, Mike Davis, Victory, Hoosiers, and we got another one for Remember the Titans. Trey Duke, Kingpin number one, Happy Gilmore number two, and basketball at number three. Well, well, hold, hold. But basketball did did it? Yeah. No, no, he did not. That is not a sports movie. Are you kidding me? Basketball. I never seen it. You've never seen basketball. I have not. Oh my god, it is ridiculous. It's funny. It's, it's, it's funny. It's, 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 funny. it's, it's I, I can't say that word. I don't think I can. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's the, but it. <laughs> I think the beginning of that movie, like they were talking about, like how teams like um, move to different cities and everything. Where I think one of one of the lines was that uh, the Minis- uh, the Minneapolis or Minnesota Lakers moved to L.A. where they have no lakes. Like that was one of the lines. Right, yeah, the, that was one of the lines in the movie. It's just a it's a re- it's a ridiculous movie. Like it's it's they combined basketball and baseball and it made no sense whatsoever espn eight the ocho <laughs> yeah all right so i'm gonna take a hard pass on seeing that movie. <laughs> yeah i i kind of i kind of heard the stories about it a little bit. i'm like eh, i'm okay i can live without seeing basketball but thank you, <laughs> thank, thank you for your answer we really appreciate it uncle max the longest yard number one the 1974 version with uh, the legendary uh Burt Reynolds, actor and former Florida State Seminole. Uh, rest in peace. Number two, Cinderella Man. And number three, 61. That's the Roger Maris movie, right? With the uh, That movie is outstanding. If you've never seen that, it was an HBO movie where they show uh, the Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris chase to catch Babe Ruth. Outstanding movie. I think Billy Crystal directed it, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, if you if you're a baseball fan, all you got to see that movie. That's a that's a great call. I'm actually impressed that Uncle Max picked uh, movies in color. <laughs> I thought we were going to get all black. Wow, and you you're doing too much. You're doing too much. <sighs> I mean, as as Scotty D just came back from his 40 year college reunion. I wow. Mean, so, uh, where I was the youngest guy there. <laughs> Don't forget, Belive. He was the youngest, the best looking, and he was right. All right, if you're going, yeah. if you're going to do it, Belive, okay. do it all the way. No, 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 you do not. Like, <laughs> are you, why are you giving this guy any credit? You don't need to repeat and sign, um, co-sign on his silliness. Hey, but man. I, I, but I we, digress. <laughs> but, but we digress. <laughs> Uncle Max, well, we know that all your movies were in color and it's all good. Uh, <laughs> you know, Scott can't help himself sometimes, but it's all good, though. Thanks for listening to Uncle Max. Keep it up. Keep it up. Martin Tracy. Yes, Martin Tracy. I like this one. Um, even though I haven't seen the movie, I still want to, you know, get a chance to see. It. I mean, when it comes to me and movies, I'm like, it's hard for me to sit down and like actually focus on the movie because I'm always on the go doing stuff. But I'll be graduating school pretty soon and I'm going to have some time to watch some movies and find a job. But anyways, 
um, I digress. Uh, Martin Tracy, uh, number one, Slapshot. And here's a little known fact. His stepfather and his uncle were in that movie. Oh, wow. That's pretty dope. Great, great classic movie. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. That was Paul Newman and the Hanson Brothers. It's about minor league hockey. And there was guys called the Hanson Brothers with the glass. They were like three nerds. The triplets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they would just brawl. I mean, it was, it was a, that's a great movie. That's a great call, Maddie. I used to love that movie. What are they, the, 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 the Jamestown Chiefs or something like that? Uh, yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Chiefs, the Chiefs. Yeah, that's and that's some that movies that I kind of I remember the Hanson brothers, the fighting, Paul Newman and the Jersey and the name of teams, but I've never seen it, which means I must go see that movie. <laughs> number two, Jerry Maguire, Show Me the Money, and number three, The Natural. We're not talking about Dustin Rose, but The Natural. All right, let's see. Coming up next, we got Ill. Say his name right and put some respect on it. Ill Wilberry with Blue Chips, The Program, and Happy Gilmore. I don't remember much about The Program, but the other two I do. Uh, Pat Venning, he's uh, selected. Remember the Titans, Glory Road, and one of my favorites, spoiler alert, D2, The Mighty Ducks. Yep, that was a good one. Uh, friend to the show, JR Speaks. He also selected Remember the Titans, Rudy and Glory Road as well too. Frank, don't a lot of remember the Titans fans here, huh? Exactly. Frank, don't call me Chuck Norris. Selected Field of Dreams, A League of Their Own. I'm surprised this is the first time we see in this one. And Hoosiers. Yep. So those are just all three classics. Those are great. Those are great choices. Yep. Those are those are uh, classics. I mean, um, we just had this conversation about mascots um, the other day. And you know about what the Buckeye is. Can anybody from the state of Indiana listening or have a friend? Can you please tell us what a Hoosier is? I would. We would like to know what a Hoosier is. <laughs> Does it have something to do with corn, a flour, a tire company? Let us know something. Let us know something. And so that is the choices of the voices. And shout out to Pete, Rodney, Mike, Trey, Uncle Max. Martin Tracy, a.k.a. Maddie Ice, Ill Will Berry, Pat Venning, J.R. Speaks, Frank, don't you dare call me Chuck Norris for their participation in the choices of the voices. So that leaves the Sports Grove to tell you our three favorite movies. And Scotty D, you go first. Well, first of all, I'm going to put the entire everybody that participated in the penalty box because they didn't get it right. Oh my God! Really? Everybody? <laughs> yeah. Wait a everybody minute. <laughs> so you so you basically just take our entire fan base and put them in the penalty box? That's penalty the, box. That's the way. No, that's the way no, you actually, grow the grow the audience. Yeah. All of you <laughs> listening out there, you know what? I don't like your answers. You're going to the penalty box. You know, I, I won't. I won't allow them to do it. No. Except Maddie Ice, not Maddie Ice, because he picked slap shot, so he's uh, he's safe. Wow. Okay. So slap shot saved him. Go 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 ahead, Scott. Please tell us your. your so your right choices, so I can okay. eat you well, number, up alive. Then go ahead. My, uh, there, there's a lot. To, uh, I, I liked uh, Field of Dreams, Raging Bull. Uh, the, the, there's a movie called Greatest Game Ever Played that was a, a golf movie that was a really good movie. And um, my third choice came down to Major League and Bull Durham. And I, I think I like Major League just a tad bit more. I just that, There's a lot of classic lines. But the top two, my top two favorites – you got to be in the top two, like, of all time, or at least get mentioned. Rocky, how's nobody picking Rocky? That is the, that, that's the ultimate 
underdog movie. Yeah, Rocky lost, but he came back in Rocky too. But Rocky is enough said about Rocky. But number one, it's got to be Caddyshack. How do you not pick Caddyshack as like Caddyshack. the best sports movie? Caddyshack. Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Ted Knight, Rodney Dangerfield. Everybody can. Everybody and their mother can quote lines from Caddyshack. It's like the be- the, the gopher and the dynamite. Oh man. Best sports movie of all time, bar none, Caddyshack. The best rivalry in sports. See, Bill see, Murray versus the damn Gopher. See, see, see. Okay, see. Here's the thing. Here's it. Um, ladies and gentlemen that are listening out there, Scott is in charge. Scotty D is in charge of coming up with the questions each and every week. So you would figure out of the three of us on this show that he would be the one that would follow instructions. Eddie Cool, how many movies did he just name? He just named like six or seven. I didn't even know. I got and lost. I gave you my top three. He, and he, your he top did, one, he did give us a top. He, uh, he did give us a top three. He gave us fifth eleven other ones, but he did give us his top three. <laughs> yeah, and then on top of that, Caddyshack was your number one. Number one, Caddyshack. Nothing against Caddyshack. the movie. Caddyshack was absolutely hilarious. But it when was. it comes sports movies. Those are those feel good underdog. Yeah, you were you were absolutely correct about Rocky. How did nobody said Rocky? That that hey, that's just one of those things where does it really pop into your mind when you think of sports movies, you 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 immediately go to your big four. You go to um basketball, baseball, football and hockey. Those that's usually how our mind is trained to go there. So mm. boxing j- just got lost in there. Thank you, Scotty D, for bringing us back there. But then you just went wrong with Caddyshack, a gopher and um, dynamite. And that's it was more comedy than really. It wasn't really about the sport, or was it more? It was, it was about golf. Yeah, they were yeah. on a golf course. Well, I understand that part. The whole movie was a golf movie. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was just. I just you know when you just think about the inspiration and stuff that comes behind sports and everything. But now, I. I'll, I'll let you slide because the Rocky Rocky was a good one. I'll let you slide with that one, but you just well, being you, ridiculous. You have yet to prove whether you're going to be in or out of the penalty box based on your choices. Eric. Oh, mine, mine. So let's hear yours. Mine, oh, that's easy. This, this, I know for a fact that mine, because, uh, I mean, it's simple, but one that I did not hear that I'm a little disappointed in, did, did nobody say Coach Carter? No one said Coach Carter. I'm like, come on, Rich what? Rich Mon. Rich what? Rich money. Like the Oilers? Uh, were they the Oilers? Yes. Like, come yeah. on. That was amazing movie. Like, just the story behind that and everything. And it's a true story. And then everybody was online with Remember the Titans and the Mighty Ducks. Come on. Yeah. The, fly, the Flying V? Man. Yeah. The Flying V. And the explosion in the background. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> oh, man. The luxury uh, of not being in the studio, but yeah, Coach Carter that 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 that's my number one all time movie. Like I love that movie. I might have even shed a tear. Like that penalty box. Hush oh, your fa- <laughs> What? <laughs> all right, let me get this. Let me get this car back on the highway. You know here. what? You know I'm just. Yeah, you know, my pressure points woosah because that. <sighs> oh, the lux the luxury. Of, be, of being in three remote locations because that would have been, we'd have been sitting across from the table and everything. And, uh, so, so, 
Slug, slugging and fighting. Okay, <laughs> let's see. My three movies, um, D2, The Mighty Ducks. I absolutely love that one. Um, number two, Angels in the Outfield. And it's not a movie. It's a documentary, but I just like love it. I think I'm going to watch it after this. Um, it's an ESPN 30 for 30 uh, movie, and it's called The Pony Excess. The Pony Excess is about the um, SMU team's of the 1980s and how they were the first team to ever receive the death penalty. Yeah. Speaking of penalty, you're sitting next to B-Live in the box. Why? Because because he picked um, the ESPN documentary instead of Rocky. So? Caddyshack. I gave you the correct answers. Caddyshack's number one. You know what? You, Glad we it, could all agree you know, on that. You know what? You know, Eddie Cool, see, I don't, I don't like his attitude. You don't like his attitude? <laughs> Like, I think me and you come together, majority vote, and put him in the penalty box for speaking out of line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the audacity. But, um, yeah, just real quick, I just want to, because I'm, you're, Eddie Cool, you're actually in the penalty box because you didn't mention my beloved mother that responded. How, how do you dare leave my mom out of the, out of your, um, list? Because she only gave me two movies and not three. Well, I'm well, not going to do that to her like that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Trying to get me killed. Yep, 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 I did it. Yes, Mom, I love you. She said A League of Their Own or The Bad News Bears. I put oh, that on the show. Oh, yes. two great ones. Two great ones. Yeah. She's no, she's not in the penalty box. Those are two good calls. Yeah, we're yeah. not gonna put her in there. Bad News Bears is a great. That's a that's a great classic. That's another good one too. Yeah, with Tatum O'Neill and everybody else, and yeah, that was that was a that was a great movie. So the movie, sports movies, choices of the voices, entertaining, funny as always. Shout out to everybody that came through, Mama. We still love you too. We still love you too, even though B Live over here can't hold water in Alaska. I, w- I wasn't gonna let you do it. Do you understand? Do, no, no, no. Do you understand if we did not put her in the show, the backlash I would have gotten? Oh no, you, you're not putting that on me. You no, 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 no. <laughs> Mom, Dukes, I'm still afraid of her today. I'm six five, two sixty five, and I'm still afraid of her. It's <laughs> a healthy, it's a healthy fear of your mother, man. A healthy fear of the parentals. Nothing wrong with that. Shout out to Mama Live. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We love you. We love you. See, hopefully we'll see you next time we get down there. Next time we get down there. All right, moving right along, Scott. What is the question for next week's Choices of the Voices section? All right, we're we're cruising on into football season, so I'm still I'm feeling a little bit more football related here when it comes to our choices question. So um, next week we're going to go with NFL. What is the best NFL game you've ever seen that was not a Super Bowl game? You know, a lot of times the Super Bowl games, they get ramped up, you know, because there's so much more in the line. So, obviously, we, you know, they're, they're, more, they're the most important game of the year. But along the way, there's a lot of other games that, that sometimes come, turn into instant classics. So, trying to think back on some of the best games you've ever seen that weren't the final championship game. Best NFL game you've ever seen that was not a Super Bowl? That is the question for next week. I know one game is not going to make it this past Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was – What in the hell? <laughs> yeah, that was that was a clunker. But, you know, almost pretty much every game that the Patriots have been in have been classic games. They've all been great games for the most part that, you know, 
to their credit, they won those close games and could have lost, uh, you know, a handful more of them. But... Why? Why would? Why would you do that? Why would you? The Patriots and their close and wonderful games, and got to bring up stuff that just jugs the other team that may have lost those close games. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The Panthers took one down. Yeah, yeah. But, that... <laughs> but it was a great. It was a great game to watch so, yeah. as a as a. As a guy who didn't have a dog in that fight, that was a great game. And and just mo- I'm just saying, the, with all those Super Bowl wins the Patriots have, they really didn't blow anybody out. They were they were in tight games along the way. Their games were were all pretty competitive. So Super Bowl games, we've been fortunate because back in the '80s, the Super Bowl was an annual blowout. Almost yeah. every year, teams were teams were blowing the other the others out. And in recent years, we've had a lot more close competitive games to watch and you know that's that's awesome this year it sucked but in the past it's been a lot of you know we've been pretty spoiled to not have a lot of blowouts in recent memory but um we're just looking for the the best game that was not a super bowl yep the best game the best game you've ever seen in your entire life so go to work give us dig down memory lane go to work and give us your best game Go down the YouTube rabbit hole, just go everywhere. I can think of two or three off the top of my head, but as always, I'm going to save mine for next week. All right, Scotty D. Um, Scotty D introduced a brand. Uh, first of all, we want to give a shout out to those of you that have enjoyed the penalty box, but every once in a while, we want to change it up. Change it up, flip the script up, do a little something different every once in a while. And Scott, can you introduce a new section to the show, please? Yeah, so we decided we're going to do the penalty box every other week. And this week, we're going to introduce a new segment called Big Facts or Big Lies. And I'm going to just throw a topic out there and let my my two bros kick around the topic and tell me whether they or I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to see if they agree that it's a big fact or big lie. So starting off this week, the first our first topic is for these two gentlemen. Tom Brady has played in his final Super Bowl. Is that a big fact or a big lie? Be live. We'll start with you. Wonderful. I'm glad that you started off with me. One thing, <laughs> one thing that is a big lie. I told you I was coming back to it. One thing that is a big lie is that Scotty D was the best looking out of whoever he was with. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even see whoever. I didn't even see the rest of the people that he was with. But it's just. I mean, I know what Scotty D looks like. So that right there is a big lie. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, Tom Tom Brady last Super Bowl at, that is big fact. I think like honestly, I just I I I see last year. I see that that was. I think that would establish him as the greatest of all time. I think at this point in time, the, um, he's still playing. It's fun to him. But I think like. I think the league is caught up to him. I think Patrick Mahomes will do some damage this year. Kansas City is set up to be in the Super Bowl this year. I think they they take that fuel, that loss that they took to um that that was an instant classic that the um, Chiefs um, Patriots game last mm-hmm. year. That was a great freaking game, and I think they use that as fuel. And I think Kansas City makes it to the Super Bowl this year, and I think with. Tom Brady not making it this year. I think this would probably be his last year. Period. Playing, he might. I oh mean, wow! I th- yeah. I think. I think this is his last year altogether. So that's why. Really? I'm, yeah. Be live. 
I'm gonna stop you right there. You gonna stop me? I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna have to put the the pause button on you right oh, there. Okay. Um, has Tom Brady gone to a Super Bowl? Big lie. I don't think he's done yet, man. I'm sitting here looking at his numbers, man. I mean, his completion percentage is 65, you know, 66 percent. He's throwing for over 4,000 yards, uh, 29 touchdowns versus 11 interceptions, total QBR of 98. Um, I, 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 I don't see it, man. As long as Bill Belichick is at the helm and Tom Brady is there, I mean, I won't be surprised if we see Tom Brady play another three to five more years. You're crazy. You're sm- – oh, my God. I, I know. On. Another three to five years. But one thing I've learned is what you, what you do not do <laughs> is lie to your mother and count out Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, okay? You just you, you, you just can't, man. No matter how hard that you try to – you know what? Well, Kansas City looks good. L.A. might have a chance. We might get a sleeper. Um, we might get a sleeper out of the NFC North that might make some noise. And, you know, the NFC East, I mean, uh, the AFC East, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I'm, I was wondering which, I mean, you got to stick with the AFC because yeah. the question was had, if he's going to play in another Super Bowl. So guess what? You cut out that one conference doesn't even matter at this point in time. Yeah, you got to make it through the AFC playoffs. I'm just, Clear you up real quick because you was on your way to the penalty box with some of the silliness that you were talking about. (laughs) But yeah, I'm telling you right now, I think I they're going to make it to the playoffs because, as our listeners would love to say, a couple of our listeners will say they don't play anybody in the AFC East. I mean, it's the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins. I mean, the sorry, I know there's a couple of Dolphin fans out there. I think Rodney is a Dolphin fan, Riley Cliff. and Cliff. Yeah, yeah man. But yeah, you, y'all, y'all know, y'all know what team y'all have right now is is a it's a tragedy. So the Patriots, Patriots will make the playoffs by default. But by I'm telling default. you, okay. yeah, by default. But they, I honestly think that without Gronk, I I I know they've made they moved a lot of pieces and they've made things happen. Six Super Bowls, congratulations. They don't make the Super Bowl this year, and with I think the Patriots are trending down. I think, I, granted, yeah, congratulations, you did, you just won it. You are the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions. But I just, without Gronk, I think they're trending downward. They'll make the playoffs, but I just don't see them being the force that they they were. And I believe in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I believe yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah, he Patrick Mahomes is the heir apparent, but uh, it might not be his time just quite yet. I mean, he he he's got his weapons. I mean, Tyreek Hill, he's not going to get suspended. Um, then he's going to, you know, he's pretty, you know, the the backfield is pretty loaded. I mean, they when Kareem Hunt got suspended and released, Kansas City didn't miss a, miss a beat. But man, you just can't count those damn Patriots out. You you just you 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 can't like like, like like I said, as long as Brady and Belichick are at the helm, it's hard to bet. You, you have to be hard pressed to bet against them. But like I tell people time and time again, if you want to know how to make the sauce to beat the Patriots, watch that um that AFC Championship game when they played the Denver Broncos and the Broncos went on to the Super Bowl and win. Just watch that. Just that that and that's pretty much man. So we'll have they gonna take the last Super Bowl? No, don't think so. You know, uh, I kind of think I I agree with B Live that I think Brady has played in his last Super Bowl. I don't think this is his last year. I think we'll get probably another two or three years out of him. 
But if he goes back to the Super Bowl, wouldn't shock me. But I, I kind of think that the rest of the field is maybe catching up. I mean, look at Golden State. It was obvious they were going to win the championship this year. And what happened? Injuries. You got hurt. Yep. You know, was, we're asking Tom Brady to go to a fourth Super Bowl this year. And if not this year, then to come back next year um, it, at age 42, starting the season. Uh, I don't know. He's eating avocado ice cream. Maybe he plays 10 more years. <laughs> Avocado ice cream. That's avocado ice cream. Doing yoga with his model wife, and he's eating avocado ice cream. So who knows? He might be around ten more years. But I kind of am of the opinion. I think he's played in his last Super Bowl too. I I, I just think I, I think the young guns are starting to come up and catch up with him. And uh, yeah, I think losing Gronk is is uh, actually gonna be a factor this year. I really do. I I still think they'll win their division. Probably get a first round bye. But. Um, Getting into the Super Bowl is going to be a taller task this year going forward. Oh, I just can't. I, mean, I just can't. I mean, I, I respect you guys. I, I, I really want you to know. I respect your opinion, but that damn Brady and Belichick, the evil genius and Frankenstein is just. Oh, it's just. It's I, tough, man. It's tough. I don't. I don't give them the first round by. I don't give them a first round by. I th- I think they go eleven and five. I think the Chargers and the Chiefs have better records this year. And the Chiefs, because, I mean, their receiving core of, I mean, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Sammy Watkins. What school did he go to? Hmm. <laughs> Coastal Carolina? <laughs> that was Jerome Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Watkins from Clemson University. The reigning, defending, undisputed college football champions. Wofford? God, the Citadel? (laughs) The College of Charleston? So disrespectful. Because as you guys know, all roads lead to Dabo. (laughs) Scott, it took about 40 minutes for that to happen. It took about 40. Yeah. I thought, for a second there, I thought he was going to tell me Sammy Watkins. Went to California University of Pennsylvania, and I didn't remember that. So. <laughs> oh, man, that was a great version of Big Facts or Big Lie. Um, tell us what you think, listeners, uh, Big Facts or Big Lie. Very fun section. Um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And so are the sports bros as well, too. Moving right along in this show, moving right along real fast, it is pepper time, pepper time, no sneezing. You know how the format goes. Three topics, rapid fire style, and since I got the ball, I'll go first. University of Connecticut, UConn. A few years ago, they went to a new conference called the American Athletic Conference, the AAC, not to be confused with B-Live's ACC. And what did they do? They held their own, especially the women, the UConn women's basketball team. I think they went undefeated in league play. I don't know how many years, but they just ran through the whole league. So apparently, it was time to go. But before they go, they got to pay some money to the tune of $17 million to go back to the Big East. I don't know what's left for the Big East, but that's a hefty price tag to pay to leave and then go back home. Speaking of throwing the ball, I'm going to throw it to you, Scotty D. All right, a couple weeks ago on our on our podcast here, I said that I thought that the Pittsburgh Pirates were done. And B-Live chastised me, said I was a little bit too early on that. Well, since the All-Star break, they're 2-14. and (laughs) (laughs) I think I might have had a point when I said they were done. (laughs) 2-14. 
Oh, and that's all I have to say about that. Live over here. Oh God. Well, all right. Well, I I try. Power of positivity. Yeah, it yeah. didn't work. No, I was positive they were done. <laughs> well, I, my pepper point is that I have definitely chosen the wrong profession. Oh, I've chosen the wrong profession. I need to, I need to get on my my PS4 and play video games. 24-7 because Kyle Booga Gearsdorf is your Fortnite world champion and the singles event and the grand prize goes on along the tune of three million dollars. What the hell? Right. Three million dollars. Sixteen years old and this event paid out more than, like, more than your tennis tournaments, your golf tournaments. Like, you're play, you're, you've got a joystick. You've got a controller. God, you, the, wor- the worst injury you could suffer is your, uh, cramping your thumb. <laughs> Three, $3 million? So you mean to tell me that this kid probably made more? Then Brooks Kapka did winning a tournament this weekend where he actually had to be physically involved and play a sport. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Eddie Cool, <laughs> just just take the ball. I, I don't know. Yeah, just give me the ball. And <laughs> I wish I could have taken the ball away from this fella yesterday, but we wouldn't have got my second pepper point. Trevor Bauer. Yes, Trevor Bauer of the Cleveland Indians. A polarizing pitcher in the Indians ro- uh, rotation. Um, sometimes he's on, sometimes he's off. And one of those games yesterday was a middle of the road games where they were up five to one. And then the center fielder missed the ball in the sun. And then as I'm known for saying, the bottom fell out. And when Trevor Bauer got pulled by the pitching coach, guess what he does? He stands on the mound and throws the ball over the center field wall. Then he immediately apologized to Terry Francona. I'm sorry. It was immature. It was unprofessional. And Terry Francona was like, look, get your butt in that bench. You can see the point and everything and read the lips. But Trevor Bauer, shout out to you for showing emotion at the wrong time. I understand your frustration because we all get frustrated. But sometimes, man, you got to live to fight another day. And let me grab this ball from Trevor Bauer and throw it to Scott. I don't know how far he can throw it, but I don't know if he can throw it as far as Trevor Bauer from the mound over the center field wall. Yeah, you know, that, that's interesting to see because Trevor Bauer's name is on the forefront of these uh, trade deadline rumors going around. He's a pitcher that's going to be sought after as Cleveland fades from contention. Um, I don't think that's going to stop the Yankees from pursuing him. The Yankees need another pitcher, and that became obvious this past weekend, losing three out of four games to the Red Sox. Um, they they're they're comfortably in the lead in the in the AL East. They're comfortably in the lead in their division. But if they're going to get to the World Series, they're going to have to address that starting pitching uh, deficiency. So Trevor Bauer could be an answer. But either way, man, this is going to be a fun week. Keep your eye out this week on uh, the trade deadline because that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, Pirates going to be sellers this week. <laughs> they ain't buying. <laughs> be live over to you. Man, oh man, I'm 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 a little bit I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm a little bit disappointed because there was a time 
there was an era in the um, New York Knicks, and they got a young, aspiring player by the name of Jeremy Lin. Lin Sanity. Do you guys remember that? Yep. Like yesterday. Absolutely. Lin Sanity, baby. Well, Lin Sanity lasted every bit of one season, and then he's been a journeyman in the league. I think he's played for eight different teams. He just, I mean, recently landed on the Toronto um, Raptors lineup and won, won him a ring. He won him a championship. But Jeremy Lin, after winning a ring, he feels like after free agency and all this big money that's gone out, that the league has forgotten about him. And rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you average 3.4 um, average three point four points a game for the Raptors last season. That's how you get forgotten. I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, you were on a loaded roster, and I mean, you Got your point here and there, but all all you have now is a funky hairstyle. So yeah. you know, I'm not paying I'm not paying you twenty, thirty million dollars a year. Sorry, Jeremy Lin. It's it's unfortunate, man. It was fun when Lin Lin Sandy was. It was. Dude just didn't play defense either. That's another big one against him. But yeah, you haven't hit rock bottom. You're still in the league and I'm still on the couch talking about you. But just keep keep your head up, bro. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> hey, be live. There's still time, buddy. You're six five, two sixty five, baby. Yeah, you, you yeah. Get you get you get back in shape getting that leg, bro. Duh, that my 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 left kneecap won't allow it. Right now, when you said that, just saying that I get back in shape, like I I like my left knee just shut down. Like I, <laughs> it, it heard that I might have thought. About getting up and doing some, <laughs> and it's like that. That's not gonna happen. Now, I'm Father gonna, time, baby. <laughs> undefeated. Undefeated. You talking cool. about? You, you talking <laughs> about? Yeah, you talking about the dogs being undefeated? Shoot. <laughs> Father time up in this mother. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's either here nor there. Uh, while we're on the subject of baseball, before we talk about Jeremy Lin, um, shout out to Jeremy Lin for this son. Just, just get your ring and go set out somewhere. Speaking of not sitting down somewhere and trying to get a ring, the Minnesota Twins. The second time in less than a month, they've been on my pepper point. The reason being, they're currently set at 200 total team runs for the season. The season ain't over yet. They could possibly obliterate the record of 267 regular season home runs set by Scotty D's 2018 New York Yankees. And I think they do it. And I think it's going to happen. All right. I got the ball back from Trevor Bauer and this goes to Scotty D. Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting watching the, the last couple months of baseball, see how we are, how we're looking heading into the postseason. Um, my final point is I am really confused on this whole Tyreek Hill thing. I'm not sure how he was able to convince Roger Goodell in the league office that he didn't deserve a suspension for violating the conduct policy, yet Zeke got suspended a couple of years ago with n- no evidence. Regardless, he did not get suspended despite an audio where he was talking about punching his son and all that kind of stuff. Yesterday he showed up and, and did a press conference and he clarified that 
him punching his son was me teaching his son how to box. Um, a great man once said, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. This boy's three and he's teaching him how to box. Get out of here with that. Tyreek Hill left a bad taste in my mouth, and I think he's going to be a, um, a magnet for the Boo Birds this season coming up. Be live over to you. That um that goes in the line of um our newest segment and that right there teaching his son the box that's a big lie. Big lie. <laughs> it's a big, big lie. lie. You know All what right. happened? <laughs> hey, let me let me finish off this pepper thing. You know, here's the thing. My third pepper point was going to be about um Madden 2020 and the number one ranked wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins with a 99 overall rating because all roads lead to Dabo. There but, it is, but but <laughs> I, that w- it was going to be it. But I already I, I did I hit that point with Sammy Watkins earlier. But see, I hit it again because I can do that. But <laughs> <laughs> my third pepper point actually is a comeback story for the ages. Um, Adam Duvall, Duvall for um, the Atlanta Braves. He was um. He was acquired by the Braves last um, last season, right before the trade deadline. But he went like one for thirty in like his first um, few appearances with the Braves last season. So, with that with that being said, they said, "Bro, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta do some development, and we gotta gotta get you into the minor leagues." Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of players uh, take that to heart, and you know what. Uh, it, it would it would hit home, and I mean, some some players never return from that. Nope. Adam Duvall said, "You know what? Got you. Bet I'm gonna come back with force." Only thing he decided to do is to hit 29 home runs in 90 games in um in the minor leagues in Triple A this year, and yet the Braves um didn't call him up because they didn't have room on the roster. The Braves. Major League roster has been loaded and stacked, especially with um, young talent. But with unfortunately, with um, Nick Markakis gone, being gone for the season, I believe it's a broken wrist. Um, Adam Duvall gets called back up, and what does he do? First, um, first at bat, bing, gone. See ya. Watch it fly, baby. Adam Duvall, another. Wonderful young talent on the Braves. The Braves are going to be a force for years to come. Chop on, baby. Plus, Adam Duvall was great in The Godfather. He was awesome, and and in Days of Thunder, he was he was excellent. Jeez, big Adam Duvall man. Wow. Uh, early um, early prediction for next season. I think we see the Braves and the Yankees in the World Series. For next year, yeah, for next year, Braves and Yankees, man, Braves and Yankees. I, I, I see it already, man. I, I, I kind of got. What my about this year? This year, and not, uh, not, not as much, man. Not as much. Every, it's kind of um, the the team. Like you got the Houston Astros are in motion, and you got your Yankees are in motion, and then you got the uh, the Twins are in motion, and in the National League, you know, you got the Braves in motion, and then it's kind of like real choppy between you know, and Chicago's heating up, the Cubs are heating up. So I think next year we see them. Next year is our Pirates year. We know that. Yeah, Rally the troops. Hey, that's Clint Hurdle, Clint our Hurdle. hero, our leader. <laughs> if Clint Hurdle still has a job next year, uh, and, 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 and that's not my dog in the fight, 
I'm going to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to say something and just lose my everlasting mind. I don't, uh, usually get, I don't usually get riled up over the managers of other people's teams, but this guy, come on, man. <laughs> is it, what are you saying? It's not the size of the dog in the fight. The fight is <laughs> Shout out to Brother Louie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was going to go there earlier, but this, <laughs> but this was appropriate for it. Oh, Shout out man. to Big Brother Louie for the one. God almighty. The size of the dog in the fight and the fight the dog. All that. Inside joke. Sorry, but <laughs> insider, but that's a good one. That's a good one. And that is another edition of Pepper. One, two, three of them. All right. We've reached the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Sports Bros Podcast. But before we go, I got one quick announcement. Sports Bros Podcast, Fans Football League. I'm about to set it up in a few days. And for those of you that already sent the um, – that have interest in it, send me your email address, 12 spots, that you know these spots are going to fill up fast, F-A-S-T, fast. Live draft, we are going live August the 22nd, 2019, and we'll give you a time of when this draft is going to start. And I'm ready to bust you guys up now more than ever. Yes. I got my little first taste of championship victory. Now, I don't know how to act. I know I'm going to beat somebody. I know that much. But, Scotty D, where can the people reach you? Uh, I'd rather they didn't. I'd rather, <laughs> rather just kind of leave me alone. But, hey, just kidding. <laughs> if, uh, if you're in the Myrtle Beach area, come check out Beast Ninja on, on 501 across from the Tanger Outlets. Obstacle course training. It's fantastic. And actually, I wanted to give a, a shout out to. Um, Dougie Fresh, Devin Harrelson. I mentioned him on our show a while back, and if you saw my Scott's Thoughts video, he um, he was the the young guy who was um, swinging on the wing nut and flying around our gym. Uh, this past last Monday, he was on um, American Ninja Warrior in Atlanta, and he advanced to the uh, to the Vegas show. I, I I don't know all the details of American Ninja Warrior, but I know that um, Dougie Fresh is going on in that competition. So it was kind of cool to to see him on TV last week doing his thing. So if you get a chance to check out American Ninja Warrior, um, watch that show because that stuff is really cool and it goes hand-in-hand in in our concept that we have at Beast Ninja down in Myrtle Beach. Dougie Fresh was on TV. The almighty Beeline, where can the folks reach you? Well, you can find me in St. Louis, where to go. Check it out. Um, um, you can catch me, your boy, Be Live, the Almighty Be Live. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter um, by the tag um, This Be Your Boy, Be Live, no I. So T H S B E Y A B O Y B L I V E. F low, blade low. You can find us on um, Instagram and Twitter as well, the Sports Bros Podcast. Um, on Twitter, it's a Sports Bros Pcast, and on Instagram, it's Sports Bros Podcast. And been updating with uh, that's where our um, pictures come from. Hope you guys um, like and follow those as well. Um, check out our YouTube page, Sports Bros Podcast. Um, we're continually uploading with our library of what happened Wednesdays, Wednesdays. at Tron Kilo, Three Things, 
such and such Thursdays. <laughs> it's a mashup. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Scott's thoughts, man. Durant I got one the... coming at you here probably in the next week or so. Oh, we got preseason football. Yeah, yes. I'll probably be. Uh, I got some uh, some things on my mind about preseason, so uh, I'll, I'll get you. I'll get another one of them out here soon. Nice. I thoroughly enjoy Scott's thoughts because it gives me material for my. For my um, segment, because it's usually something very silly and usually something wrong. That's how Scotty lives his life. Just wrong, 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 wrong. It's in the <laughs> hole. <laughs> shack, baby. But yeah, also for those interested in our um, fantasy football league, hit us up on our email, sportsbrospcast at gmail.com. So um. Sure, um, you, that's a way to get your email to us so we can get linked up. And I'm so buzzing you punks up already. <laughs> and, you can, and you can fall victim to the three times. Three times. Three oh, times. Why is it always old stuff? It's old stuff. KFL <laughs> champion, your boy, the almighty be live. That's that's the best thing about being a commissioner of your own league. No one can accuse you of favoritism, rigging the league by winning games. If I were to win about two or three in a row, there would be some controversy, okay? Like, you can't be, you know, you can't be the commissioner. You can't make the rules, and you can't play the game. So, I'll just take my commissioner role, and I'll be cool with it. I'll be A-OK, fine, okie-dokie, as the kids say. Me, the head of creative, Eddie Cool, you can reach me at the Sports Bros Podcast, all of our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, am I missing anything? YouTube, you can meet us there too. Also, uh, last week was the first edition of Three Things Tranquil Thursday. It was a mashup because I'm like, well, I couldn't do one, we got the other. So I just jammed them all together and I made the most of it. Also, you can catch me on Twitter at the Real Eddie Cool. Also on Instagram, Cool Season, all one word. Snapchat. That's if you, that's, that's if y'all do the Snapchat. If it's not, that's cool. Um, super Cool Five Thousand. Uh, the word Super Cool Five Thousand. Uh, the number, all one word, one number, all ran together. <laughs> and of course, you can catch me at work, which means don't come in there and bug me. And get on my nerves, but I'm looking forward to going to Be Live's establishment one day when I'm back in the area, Max Speed Shop. Because them burgers, oh, they're good, they're good. The atmosphere is good too, great, great atmosphere. All right, guys, you got anything you want to say before we uh head on out? Go watch Caddyshack. All right, Scotty, Scotty D says, Go watch Caddyshack. Be Live, any last words? Uh, you know what? I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good. I think I proved Scott wrong. Um, enough times, and Eddie Cool, you were just wrong altogether. So I'm just wrong. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with being wrong. I don't take any pride in being right. And you know? and also, <laughs> I'll also appreciate that that you're explaining your commissioner role because it seems like you've come to grips with the fact that you can't beat me in fantasy football. So I mean, that was a nice little segue. Ooh, a little we here we go. <laughs> That 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 sounded like something that helps you go to sleep at night. So that that was that was good. You know what? In (laughs) in the words of Booker T, I'm gonna say it, but I'm not gonna say it. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. (laughs) And with that being said, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this 21 plus episode journey of the Sports Bros Podcast. We love it. We appreciate it. Uh, If you're listening, share this. 
Tell your friends and tell everybody to listen to the Sports Bros Podcast. We're working on getting better every day, every week, every hour, every minute, or as much free time as we got, which is limited because guess what? We got jobs and we got those gimmicks in the mail called bills, and guess what? They need to get paid. But until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Sports Bros Podcast. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for somebody else. I greatly appreciate it. This is the Sports Bros Podcast. Yes, sir. I'm gone. <laughs> Bye. I'm all right. <laughs> Ain't nobody worry about me. Wow. Definitely I'll, leave that in. <laughs> outtakes. Yes. Definitely leave that in. Take care, y'all. See y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>